Hey, welcome back to Vaguely Adults. You got two vaguely looking adults. I'm one of your hosts, Serana. And, and I'm Shirley. And we are back with the spooky spooky. Today, we're going to be going over some of our paranormal experiences, mm-hmm. some folklore situations, mm-hmm. and uh, might tie in some sleep paralysis into the whole fun. the whole thing. Fun, 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 fun. So you normally start things off, <laughs> but... Let's spice it up a little bit. Okay. And you know, the spirit of Halloween. So I've had ghost experiences before, um, which is, I feel like it's strange because I'm not um, religious in any context. When I had these experiences, when I started to have these experiences, I was religious to a little extent, Mm -hmm. but I had them and then I became very like agnostic, no belief in a super being. A deity. Yeah, deity of any sort. But now that I'm spiritual again, I meditate. It's interesting to kind of go back and be like, no, that was just some crazy-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was some real strange real strange stuff going on so my first experience with uh sentient non-lifeical being Mm. was i think i was about nine or ten years old and i had a room to myself back then all days good old days but i was kind of on this bed that had like little iron arches at the end and at the head of the bed and there were days when i would go to sleep everything's pitch black and i would see this little girl in like a victorian sort of top super frilly little ruffled ruffled um collars on a black you know uh short sleeve shirt or like blouse sort of situation and she'd not say anything she would just like sit on that edge of my bed, you know, knees propped up with hands placed very neatly on her knees. Oh, she had manners. Yeah, and just like stared at me until I fell asleep or until I like I stared at the ceiling hard enough that, you know, sleep came over me. Yeah. I'd never tried to interact with her, but I saw her many times on all the times that I've rearranged my room, no matter where I put my bed, no matter if there's an edge to my bed or not, she would just float there sit in that position how old were you when it started about like nine or ten okay how long did it go on for last i saw her was a couple months ago interesting yeah same exact thing same clothing same hairstyle it's like same apartment right yeah it's like shirley temple curls too mm. it's like super like like the super coils yeah yeah so i i in my apartment building my co- my complex is very old yeah, yeah you know it's it's definitely gone through a lot over the years over the decades i have no idea if this thing this entity this being has passed away there mm-hmm. or if she uh, attached herself to me at some point in life or you know it scared the crap out of me when i was like i mean younger yeah. it would scare the crap out of me now yeah but it's like i feel like i've just gotten to a point i think i was around like 14 or 13 where i was just like bro i'm tired yeah <laughs> like I if mean, you're gonna chill go ahead if like, she hasn't yo. done anything to you at that point yeah like that many years into it i highly doubt she'll try anything now i don't know if it's also just me being hesitant and like not wanting to mess around and like open up i, I don't know it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. i don't know how it works i don't know if it is a real thing but i just know for a fact that i've seen this being many times and i'm sure if there was like an old picture or, like, would i would her. i would recognize her yeah bro that's insane yeah i don't think i've ever shared that story with anyone no. yeah and now the internet knows yeah now everyone knows no i don't my family doesn't even know <laughs> the family that i share that apartment with <laughs> Oops, sorry guys. I mean, it's fine. If you told my dad that story, he'd say you were possessed by the devil and needed an exorcism. But he's not religious. Um, my nickname is also Satan. So yeah, I mean, you're invoking it on yourself. At this I mean, point. we also have the Pope blessing us, blessing us in the background yeah. here. I don't know if you're watching the viewable podcast, but yeah, what a time to be alive, huh? That's crazy. I don't have any. I've never seen something like that clear. The most is, I swear, like I'll see someone run past me or like. 
if or it I'm, could be a fly without you having your glasses on. I mean, this is fair. <laughs> or I'll be like standing there and I swear like I'll see movement on a corner or like someone or I feel like someone is standing there. But when I look, there's nothing there. Like mm-hmm. I've never actually seen anything more just so like felt things yeah but i always just attributed that to like my own paranoia or i have a dog and a cat yeah it could so, just like, be them could be them could be my hair brushing past me and i you know i obviously feel something wind pressure changes and that's just because i've never actually seen anything yeah. so i'm just like yeah like these feelings can be explained by anything though i do hate having doors open that is i don't know why but like i can't sleep if my closet door is open mm. i can't sleep if the door for the room that i'm in is open could that be due to halloween town and you know scary things coming out of different mm-hmm. closets yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's definitely it monsters inc halloween town all of the things all of the things attributed but uh you know harry potter getting <laughs> too when he was a literal newborn yeah but you know if he could defend himself as a two year two day old again i still can't believe harry wrote that whole tr- like series by himself. himself love that crazy love that i love an autobiography <laughs> But yeah, but I've I've heard of experiences like my dad had them growing up. And I think it's part of the reason why he is as religious as he is today. I think he's had his ebbs and flows. Oh, for sure. For a while, he was not religious at all. Like he believed in God and, and that was the extent of it. But like he used to mock and make fun of people who went to church. Yeah. Um, and I remember I went through a phase in high school where I went to church a lot every Sunday. And I even went to church school mm-hmm. Monday through Thursday before high school started. So I was there at like 5 a.m. until 7.30. And then from there, I would take a bus to go to school. So my father used to make fun of me for that and he used to be like it's ridiculous like why are you doing all this to like for church and blah 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 for those of you who don't know i was mormon am mormon i'm baptized yeah Yeah, but i haven't been to church in a hot sec and he used to make fun of me and then do you pray do i pray yes like still daily yeah i still pray daily but because i grew up catholic i still do the like i don't know what it's called father son and holy spirit yeah i don't know what it's called in english i also grew up roman catholic but in spanish it's called like persinandote so like i still i don't know if you saw it last night but when we were going downstairs i literally went like this girl i couldn't see anything we took off the lights and it was dark like this is fair (laughs) this place gets dark but like when i leave my house in the mornings uh, me persino when we went downstairs to go to sleep me persine if i pass by a church i'll also do it well good thing anyways let's not dox the location of this place anyways yeah so like i still have habits that i kept from like the catholic side of my family Mm. although i do appreciate that my parents never pushed religion on me which is why it was such a surprise when in high school i just decided to join the mormon church Mm. out of all the churches out of all the churches i became a latter-day saint not saying I'm, i'm actually not gonna say anything about that but yes there's a lot that surrounds that and if you want to go ahead and do your own research i will just go out on record and say that inherently religions are not bad there's just individuals who decide to take it to extreme levels and extreme points and that is what ruins religion for many others yeah and paints bad pictures for those who practice with malice no who practice there's a word i'm looking for but it ruins it for the rest of the people who do it for their their well-being and you know the yeah. betterment of themselves oh yeah one complete opposite yeah. of malice but yeah like being part of a religion being part of something i was going through a lot in high school and so like that helped me feel whole and like helped me felt better mm. and so then i brought my mom to church my sister hated it she was going through something and she was coping in the opposite way and so my dad 
poked fun a lot. Then I got to college. I got a job out of college, which is the reason that I stopped going to church because I was working weekends. So I couldn't go to church anymore. And then eventually like things crumbled and I Life, just yeah. stopped going altogether. They've been calling me a lot recently asking when I'm going to come back, by the way. Which little... I would still stay clear of crowds for the time being. Yeah. I mean, they're like, no, they're asking like FaceTime. Then I go with oh, the FaceTime okay, and like okay, yeah. kind of like see where you're at. And like, you know, it's been a long time since we've spoken to you. But, but on the spooky side of things. Right. On the spooky side of things. So now my dad has become religious again. Now I poke fun at him, but he says he is not religious. He's not in a religion. Mm. But the group that he belonged to, the like-minded individuals, as he said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. would perform exorcisms on Wednesdays. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But he was not religious. He believes in God, and these people just believed in God, but they had a priest come in and perform an exorcism or something. And he, like, wholeheartedly believed that this happened. And so I had a family member who got really sick, and he was just like, well, you know, we should, like, pray for them and, like, yeah. and all this good yeah. stuff. But growing up, he had some crazy-ass experiences, and I think that's part of the reason why he has trouble with religion so when he was a kid he like he hates the ouija boards yeah i, I would not dabble i uh, use also I th- we're just people of color we just don't we just don't yeah, yeah. There, there's a reason scary movies do not have people of color as main characters it's why the people of color never be like oh you know what's fun let's play with a ouija board all right all of this to say there's a ouija board in my sister's room <laughs> So my dad always talks about how he hates it. He doesn't like it. Like, why rock the boat? Mm. And I used to hate it growing up, too. I was I was a big scary cat. And my sister got into, like, all this occult crap. And she's really into horror movies. Like, if you walk into her room, it's she has, like, a Chucky doll in the corner. She has a painting of, like, Freddy Krueger, which she painted herself. She has a painting of, like, Hades and Persephone. And, like, her room is very, like, dark academia meets, like, horror fan. And it's nice. So over time, my sister has been the one that desensitized me to, like, horror movies and, like, yeah. paranormal experiences and things like that. So I'm less scared. So recently, she bought a Ouija board. But, like, she bought it so she could put it in like a shadow box and kind of just have it as decoration yeah yeah because it fits the aesthetic of her room and so we went to the mall and she bought it and she asked my dad to hold the bag while we went into a different store and so when we came back he was looking in the bag and he was just like shaking his head and he's like how could you buy this and so he tells us the story of when he was little he used to live in a house and like his room had a window and his window faced the cemetery and so him and his friends one day like they came into the room and they're like oh it's so creepy or i don't know if it was his room or the cemetery yeah and they decided to play the ouija board and things started going weird and the wind started blowing and they felt like something was following them and how ever since then he couldn't sleep in that room again without feeling like something heavy yeah like feeling claustrophobic yeah Yeah. and like he couldn't he didn't understand why and like as he grew up he was like it must have been like something must have followed me like because of the ouija board and so like that was life choices but yeah we can blame the ouija board (laughs) but that like that was like as a kid and then as he got older he i don't know if he suppressed it Mm. but then he used to help con people i think i've told this story on the podcast before but um, i don't think since we've revamped it but okay yeah he had a uh uncle who would pretend to be like a shaman mm. and he lived at like the top of this hill and they would bring white tourists to be like again that was white <laughs> to be like oh this person can like take all the bad energy out of you like you know he's like yeah. a shaman and 
you know, the whites would come and be like, oh my God, like these indigenous people are doing these rituals. It must be real. And like they would dress up full costume and everything. And as a like teenager or like tween or whatever, my father and his cousins would take them up to the uncle who was like in full like dress garb. Like it yeah. was magnifique. I wish I had pictures. I wish pictures were like a big thing back, back then. then. Yeah. And then he would, they would spend the previous night with a needle and ink and inject eggs hard boiled no just regular eggs regular eggs okay would inject it with uh, black ink because in ecuador part of like our indigenous beliefs is you take an egg and you rub it all against the person as they say whatever they have to say an egg cleanse yes yeah and if you, you crack the egg and there's like red or black or anything in the center then that means that someone like cursed you or like yeah, wished yeah, bad yeah. upon you and so they would spend all night putting the ink into these eggs so that when the whites would come they would cleanse they'd crack the egg and freak out because oh my god there's so much bad energy someone clearly cursed you like you need to pay all this money for this cleansing kit so we can sage you and protect you and you can be safe and <laughs> would really freak these people out i'm sure the these people... white scamming and the holy spirit yeah and like i'm sure these people were really freaked out because they made a living off of this for yeah. a while and then i guess it got to be too much work or too many people started conning people yeah and like he's had a couple other instances where he's like ghosts are real so he'd rather not yeah what Mess is the word the- yeah like better safe than sorry and yeah. i was like that for a long time except the other day i was like hey Kaden, let's let's look at this ouija board let's put our put our hands on the planchet let's see on the planchet planket the on triangle, triangle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh and let's let's see if anybody talks to us but like it's also i was just like isn't it crazy that like as a kid i was so scared of it as a kid when i was in high school and college i was Couple so scared ago. yeah, yeah of the ouija board and like she bought one and i used to tell her like no no i don't want it in my apartment i don't want it in the apartment i don't want it in the apartment then when i not pressured her but i was like do it do it do it and she bought it finally we're looking at it and i'm like it's a piece of cardboard yeah like (laughs) it's a freaking piece of cardboard and a a little triangle yeah like and that is what people are so scared of and it it blows my mind i mean a lot of it is this this power of storytelling if you really think about it it's like these things that were passed on for years millennia decades whatever you you want to like go back to and it's interesting because like we were trying to do some brief research before to find like folk tales and whatever but there's a lot of stories specifically in the caribbean that overlap amongst the islands yeah that predates you know technology and being able to accessibly hop from island to island and you know a lot of these stories a lot of these tales obviously came from the colonizers but it's evolved to you know so much more to really impacting these local communities uh, and and villages and stuff like that but it's so interesting to see a different name Mm -hmm. for a lot of the same tales or a lot of the same stories or a lot of the same like beings or demons or you know whatever it may be i mean it happens even across countries yeah like you had Greece and Rome, right? Had like God of the Sun and they had names. You have Apollo, yeah. you have Venus, Aphrodite, like these names vary. And I've recently started looking more into like Ecuador's history, which there's not a lot of it because yeah. we were colonized not once. But we, we work hard. We got colonized twice. Get in there, man. Yeah, we Get were there, just colonizers. like once is not enough. Anita's, and now I'm trying to have my heart colonized. So, you know, um, learning from my ancestors yeah yeah but that makes it hard for there to be a history so like what i do have is mostly of like our first colonizers which was the inca empire because we were our own indigenous beings Mm. with like our own deities our own culture and then we got colonized by the inca empire 
So then we adapted to their gods and their everything. And then we got colonized by the Spaniards. Yeah. But that's because Ecuador's dumb. And the Spaniards were like, we'll help you get rid of the Incas. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they got colonized. Um, And then it became very Catholic and Mm. Christian. And so a lot of the, like, folklore that you do find of Ecuador all has to do with, like, the virgins of the sun or, like, the deal with the devil or the deal with the demons or the god's tears or, like, it's all very tied into religion. But not, like, the original religion, but, like, the colonizer's religion, which is... It's a whole hoot and a half, really. Bizarro. I unfortunately don't know a lot of Trinidad's history either. I feel kind of like ashamed almost that I don't know the history of the Caribbean like at all because I do feel like it's something that I should have learned or like should have explored definitely earlier in life but you know I just didn't have those opportunities or like I didn't seek them out earlier. Also when you go to school in the United States like oh you don't you, learn you don't learn anything <clears throat> and everything that you do learn is told so drastically from an American point of view that it it, it uh, the narrative that America is the greatest nation on earth is resonates across the country really hard. I personally don't believe that it's a good message to still be, you know, pushing because this country is so, so, so broken in so many ways and needs some serious revamping. But, you know, wanting to look more into Caribbean culture and, and history, I think, opens up a lot of doors for folklore and things like that but again it's because of colonization that so many like whatever records that they probably had were either burnt or replaced or Mm -hmm. just thrown away or or, you know and it's so sad to think about because i feel like we come from such rich yeah places that it has so much to offer but we're quote-unquote third world countries i don't know it makes me kind of sad it makes me sad that i don't know more about the place that i come from and i don't know where to start even if i wanted to i don't know about you but for me it stems from like family shame so like in ecuador (laughs) this is gonna sound so bad the closer to white you are the better you're seen yeah so like the classier you are the more money you have kind of thing no i'm it's pretty similar Yeah. yeah and so that means that a lot of people try to ignore the culture that is our country yeah and they come to america and they don't teach their kids about it because they themselves don't really know about it because they're ashamed of it and they're seen like the closer to indigenous people are seen as less than because mm. they're not high class which yeah. is bs a lot of them have more money than we do because the outfits like the indigenous outfits i was learning the other day i saw a video of this girl and her indigenous outfit costs like five thousand grand yeah i recently saw a picture of uh this indigenous group protesting for uh, some something in trinidad and it was the first time I saw, like, proper, like, indigenous Trinidadian wear. Yeah. And it is so closely resembles, like, what you think of, like, American native indigenous. Yes. Like, it's the feathers, it's the colors, it's using, like, natural things to dye said feathers and stuff like that. And that's so cool. Like, that is so cool. So the the clothes in Ecuador, they're called, like, what the women wear, they're called... Also, poll- we should get back into spooky right. real fast. They're called polleras. <laughs> this turned into a whole other episode. Yeah, sorry. Uh, they're called polleras. And so I only thought there was one kind because it's, like, the most common that you yeah. see. Turns out there's a bunch of different colors that come from different, like, regions in Ecuador, which is just bizarro to me. And I really want to own one now. And I want to learn more about my culture. Also, I think I, I had the Inca-Spain thing mixed up, so don't quote me on it. But, um... <laughs> I know we were colonized by them both, but I think we were colonized by Spain first. Inca destroyed us, hoping Spain wouldn't colonize us. Spain was like, JK, no, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, fix yeah. it. 
So then they colonized us and then Inca was like, oh, I guess we'll help you. Or it was something along those lines. Again, we are very clearly not historians <laughs> and we pretty much preface that we don't know our history very well. I'm learning. Um, yeah, we're, we're trying. We're trying. So yeah. The-, the spooky things. Yes. But yeah, I personally don't have any like close connections to like anything supernatural that has happened to me that I know of. Mm. I just know that I'm very scared of basements and attics, but mostly basements. If I have to come upstairs by myself from a basement i.e here in the nighttime um i get very creeped out that's not even the basement that's first floor this is second floor hon it's downstairs hon we have this a basement is, this is main for me no oh, this is no you're right you're right i mean coming back from the like the basement basement oh, okay like when you sent me you sent me to get something you forgot something downstairs and i went to go get not it this time no not this time last, last time, time i was yeah. here and I, when I tell you why, I ran up the stairs. I've after just gotten the so used off. to this place because I've never had bad vibes from here. Like I can, oh my god, it's so hippie of me. But like I get vibes of a place. Oh yeah, no, I do too. Like my last aunt's, my like last Brooke? aunt's house. Bad vibes, man. <laughs> I mean, that's just <laughs> any school bad vibes. But no, my aunt's last house. When she bought it, there was like a huge crack in the door, and I kid you not, it looked like claw marks. Mm. um but they were like no the wood must something must have hit it and like it just broke that way and i was like i'm telling you i put my hand right here right where my hand is going like this it looks like someone scratched down and it was of course her basement door (laughs) and so i used to hate going into her basement because it really truly creeped me the heck out and even in her original house she had just built like it was like a newly fresh house on land that had never been touched before. Mm. And I got super bad vibes from that house. Like I loved it. But when I was like in the yard and stuff like weird vibes, dude, weird yeah. vibes. And I was convinced it was on some kind of burial ground. And me and my sister would joke about it because I remember the first night we stayed there. I must have been like 10. Yeah, I cried. Like it was just we were sleeping in one of the room and like the way that the shadows were hitting in the trees. I remember crying the first night because I was so scared. Mm. I cry a lot now for no reason, but back then. No, the world has given us enough reasons to cry. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, a petition for a crying session. Oh, that's every every night at 7 p.m. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, but in terms of, like, spooky stuff, I've also, like... Okay, so there's one time, I forget where we're coming back from, but it was a couple of my cousins and I. Uh, we were driving in the... My older cousin was driving us back, and we were going back to the house. But, ooh, sorry, let's backtrack a bit more family outing we'd met up with some other family who lived a little more um a couple states down from from new york and we went to this like river mm. and it was a hot day like i'm talking it was blistering hot but this lake this creek this like river that was cutting through like this like little mountainy area frigid mm. like in the dead night feeling like like if you put yourself into a ice bath sort of situation and the day was passing. We were getting to like a little more into the evening time or whatever. And well, obviously, because the water temperature is so low and the humidity in the air is so hot and high, yeah. it starts to fog. But it starts to fog so fast that whoever was bathing in the river, like you almost couldn't see them. That's how thick the fog started to build up. Yeah. And we'd met up with some other like relatives. But when you're a person of color, like everyone's an aunt, everyone's an uncle, you know, it's just <laughs> or a like, cousin or a cousin. Like that's just how that's, that's just how things work. Yeah. And one of the you know family friends or whatever started like getting on real strange and like acting out and like they they aren't known to be like that at all they're they aren't known to be aggressive or any sort of thing like that and 
we all just kind of look around and we're like mm-hmm. the, the vibes are off right yeah. like this is, this is not cool right now so we're like all right let's just bounce let's just go back to the house like take the cooler like we still have drinks and stuff left like we'll just hang out at the house and you know mm-hmm. spend the rest of the the afternoon the evening whatever but like this person was just he was acting real strange oh i just gave it a gave what yeah, it was a male you know it was a male that like was acting really strange and he was apparently very susceptible to like energies and stuff like that that we figured out we figured out at a later date but it was so strange to just the way the series of events unfolded the rest of the night was cool and like eerily calm and like there was barely any wind and it's kind of more down south so things are more spread apart Mm -hmm. and like you feel the wind and like the night wind even if there is no wind you know and it was one of those experiences where i was like hmm is there because i strongly believe in like the basic law of you know conservation of energy nothing's created nor destroyed it's just transferred as a human being like when you die where does that energy get released to yes what does your consciousness get released as Mm -hmm. like how does that transfer back into the universe you know and it's questions like that that like really had me sitting there that afternoon like hmm what link between spirits and like consciousness and conscious beings can like refine itself into another person's energy mm. at the end of the day it was just real creepy yeah. uh, but on the way back i want to say from that experience or i may be confusing it with another one my cousin was driving and we were coming back down like back roads or whatever and there was like a cornfield so there's these massive stalks like definitely taller than i am and it's thick <coughs> Annie. so you know corn stalks tall as day like i'm i would guess it's pushing six feet right thick thick field and we're we're turning the corner leaving the field so we're driving down the road the field is to the left of us and we're turning to the right we somehow in that time see something move in the field which it could just be an animal could just be whatever you know it's a massive field and our tire blows our rear tire blows and we like rumble our way to pull onto the side mm-hmm. to try to wait for our parents in the vehicle behind us to like you know come help us prop up this car and like put yeah. on the spare we all get out of this car and we're all just like watching around and like there's just stuff going on in that field again could just be animals big field very rural rurally areas could have also been an axe murderer slash cannibal but 100 percent. but the vibes were just yeah i stick with my cannibal story yeah it was it was strange but even in instances like that like i can't see far out yeah i i, I wasn't scared i was like well if this is it this is it i guess <laughs> I don't know if that's the anxiety, if that's the depression, if it's a mix of both. It's just, it's so funny how the the brain reacts to your flight or fight. Fight or flight. Yeah. That was close. Or doe. Yeah, there's your third one. I doe. I do not know what that is. Uh, it's just, it's like a freeze. It's flight, fright. It's fight, fly, or freeze. Oh. Okay. I, I'm a freezer. I freeze. But that one's not spoken to. Oh, I freeze, but that's because I'm anemic? Oh, I mean, that does not stop me from chewing on ice. Oh, it does not. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I, as an adult, have become more wary of, like, people. Like, people are scary. Oh, yeah. I'm more afraid of people than put me next to a line. I'll be okay. Right. But yeah. also, like, growing up, like, paranormal stuff used to scare me. Like, I didn't like watching horror movies because my grandpa, I was in Ecuador, and my grandpa made me watch um, Dawn of the Dead. Mm. Um, When did that movie come out? Hold I don't on. think I've seen it. 
it's a zombie movie but i'm also very scared of zombies oh i'm desensitized to zombies no i love terrified of zombies zombies. like it's gonna happen one day and i'm just not ready for it unless it's like warm heart i don't want it there's this korean series made on netflix called kingdom and it's couldn't get into it it i love it so much the zombie makeup the gore it's just oh wow it i sound crazy but like the way (laughs) that they were able to produce zombies at such a high quality with like the frothing of the mouth the like ripping of the flesh the absolute just disgust of like the animalistic tendencies of zombies yeah i don't know how much that sentence made sense but but you know what i mean right it's it's it's, oh i love it all right so the movie came out in 2004 so i was nine my grandfather made me watch dawn of the dead now if you've seen dawn of the dead it is a very realistic zombie movie like it's it's very gory but it's not like it's kind of like the walking what the walking dead is not like it's very not seen the walking dead okay yeah like resident evil just strikes as sci-fi sure you've seen resident evil yeah yeah like it it reads more dystopian um yeah yeah whereas like dawn of the dead reads as more like realistically what would happen it like the opening scene is this like couple which is what i imagine ash and april to look like (laughs) and they're just like laying in their bed and the their little daughter walks in and she's like so annie yeah yeah the daughter walks in and the dad gets up and he's like hey what's going on and she just keeps getting closer and closer and she's like making noises and yeah. he's like what's going on and then she just attacks him yeah and kills the parents yeah. and so that is the opening scene for the movie or mm-hmm. like one of the opening scenes for the movie and it's a very like it's very realistic they get stuck in a mall a dog dies mm. trying to save them because they're using the dog as like they're re- they realize that the zombies don't see the dog so they use it as a messenger yeah. back and forth between two buildings that they're stuck in but eventually a noise or something takes the zombies off to the dog and the dog like dies yeah and so it's it's very realistic in that sense like it didn't stray away from animal death which mm. most movies do yeah and so i watched it at the ripe age of nine or ten and i was in ecuador yeah yeah that'll do it to you so that'll uh do it to you. new york is very loud and noisy ecuador is not it's very very quiet yes it's very like suburban yeah so any noise like if you you could hear a can rattled Mm. and so i would hear it on the street and i was convinced that this was it the zombie apocalypse was about to happen as i was in ecuador away from like my father and away from like anything and whatever and then he made me watch ghost ship or phantom ship no idea Okay, so the premise of that story or that movie is that all these like old, I think, I don't know, it takes place in like the 30s or 40s. All these people are on a boat, like on a cruise type thing, but they're like at a gala. Mm. And someone decides that they want to kill all of them. So they kind of put these, It's it looks like floss. It's very thin, but it's like wire all around the room. Yeah. And then when the, they're there for New Year's and when it strikes midnight, they like pull a lever and it just slices everyone that was in the ball uh at the ball and so then the boat sinks and then i gotta gotta watch this movie it zooms to like years later when people go to like find the boat to find the remains and suddenly start having memory not having memories but they start seeing things Mm. that happened and they can't explain it yeah yeah so made me watch that also so i think those are two of the reasons that i am (laughs) terrified i was terrified growing up and i hated horror movies but like i said my sister was a is a big horror movie fan because she deals i can't deal with it because my anxiety is bad enough yeah that i don't want added anxiety from jump scares and things like that that's fair whereas my sister's anxiety is so bad 
that she likes watching horror movies because at least she can control why she's anxious. She's like, well, I know I'm anxious right now because I'm watching this movie that is yeah. making me anxious. Yeah. So like it gives her more control. We're very different people uh-huh. as well. And so now I watch a lot more horror movies. But like something like The Purge is scarier to me than something like The Nun. I've not seen either of those. Oh my god. Baby, we gotta get you watching movies. <laughs> Dude. The Purge I've watched over fifty movies already this this year. All like foreign films with like subtitles. Mostly. Hey, I've started watching some F one films in the past couple oh, gross. of days. Get out. Get out. Um Sorry. you know what the purge is about though. Vaguely, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's what this whole podcast but is about. we will cap the movies because we're going to talk about some horror-esque things that we've watched in the next episode. So stay tuned for that. But for the last, like, spooky experience, I, I don't say I suffer, but I've experienced sleep paralysis a decent amount of times in my life. One of those times was in Trinidad. I'd, we'd spent the day at the beach. We were at Toko one of you know my favorite beaches back home but it's like very secluded and it's it's like you gotta hike to get to the beach right you know we spent a good day there did you hear that crack yeah it was, was my hip oh okay i was close i hope i hope the mic picked that up so you know we wrapped the day up and we're about to like take our last showers clean up before we get in the car and like head home but it's dark like it's pitch black outside as it usually we're, does yeah we're in again this like spacious area where it's just greeny and grassy and and also beachy and stuff like that right and so i'm using my phone to like see as much as i can but my phone eventually dies i'm close enough by the cars before i can like turn in to go to the house and i'm sure it was a small animal but this thing just crawls super fast next to me throws down some rocks and like things definitely move Mm -hmm. i'm just like all right cool i'm just so tired like it's been a long beach day like i'm exhausted when you're in the salt water like it just yeah you feel a different like type of tired after a beach day i'm like all right whatever so we're we're all on the road now we're heading back home and i fall asleep in the car i wake up or so i think (laughs) do as i say not as i do i wasn't wearing my seatbelt in the back seat right you should always wear your seatbelt very important but i I'm experiencing this outer body experience of me trying so hard to move my hands to put my seatbelt on because everything's just bright and it's 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 blinding, it's disorienting. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying so hard to just put the seatbelt on and I can't. And I tried to yell to my cousin, like, please just like slow down or like drive like more carefully because in my head we're going like 300 miles an hour yeah. or something like that, you know? And I'm like, I'm struggling so hard in my own body to just try to, like, first of all, breathe and ask someone for help. And I can't. And then I feel like a massive pressure on my chest. And I, it, it feels like whatever that creature was, was just like digging into my chest. Mm. And then I fell asleep and I woke up again and it was fine and we were home. So uh... I've had sleep paralysis, but not not like that. Like I've I've felt it in the sense that like I can't get up, but I can hear someone calling my name, but I can't wake up. But oh, like no. I am consciously like I'm conscious like I or so I think mm. and I can hear everything around me and I it's always someone calling me, you know, and then I ask and people are like, no, no, one's calling it. it happened last time I was here. Also, I remember I asked you, did you yeah. come into the room to wake me up? And you were like, no, no dude, <laughs> I just left the room. And I was like, I like feels real as day, like mm. just as real as you sitting right next to me. I felt you come into the room and I was trying to wake up and you yeah. were like, hey, are you awake? Like, are you getting ready for the day? And I'm actively trying to tell you like i'll be up in five minutes but i can't move and i can't do anything and then i just fall back asleep and then my alarm went off so then i woke up but i thank god the universe whatever you believe in that i've never had scary sleep paralysis well i've had a mix of all of it 
my mom and my sister are prone to having scary sleep paralysis where it's like this long shadowy creature at that like end just like hovering or Mm -hmm. like trying to climb at them my mom's is more like she feels like someone is sitting on her chest yeah a lot of it is chest pressure for me too and it's like i just want to breathe but i've developed tactics now because i feel like i've experienced it so many times that i just i lay down and i count to seven a couple of times Mm, like just breathing exercises or whatever you want to call them and i just kind of wait until i wake up until my my brain realizes that the rest of my body hasn't woken up Mm. until i have like you know mobility back in me but it's a scary thing sleep paralysis and um if you suffer from it i'm there with you it sucks yeah apparently Um, there's meds for it yeah i mean it's not as bad as that yet but as always (laughs) Hope you've enjoyed this extremely long ramble. Hope you got something out of it. And hope you're staying safe, well, hydrated, etc. And we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.